0: And today I'm very happy to have as our guest, Beth Rowan, who has been called the guru of readiness and is the head of an organization called Evergreen Ally. Welcome, Beth.
1: Thank you, Tom, so much for having me. And I really look forward to talking with your folks.
0: Well, they look forward to hearing you because they would like to know, as I wanted to know when I first met you, what is Evergreen Ally and what do you do?
1: Well, what I do is emergency readiness and disaster recovery. And I know that that is a topic that most people probably don't know what that is, or they well, don't know that, it, that person, it exists.
0: The person that comes to mind is saying, please, I don't want to hear about disaster.
1: Exactly, exactly. It's something that I hear all the time. And so I'm trying to approach it um, as giving them confidence and giving them the security that they're going to be okay. And so by being that calm force is I'm not helping them buy into that, like denial that things happen, but actually empowering them to be able to handle it and recover from it quickly.
0: And you had a very specific reason for getting into this business because you were not always doing this.
1: Correct. Um, Yes, this actually was one of those, um, you know, meteors that hit us like out of the blue. Um, I had front row seats to the trauma and complexity and financial loss that a home disaster incurs when my parents' house completely burnt down. Events like these happen all the time. Everything's going fine as we planned, and then we get struck, whether it's an accident, a medical issue, or a home disaster, such as a fire or a flood. That I launched a system or a strategy that reduces the suffering people endure, that can jumpstart their recovery from a crisis, and created a method to safeguard what is most vital is a skill set that I am grateful to share. I never would have thought that I would be in this place, but I'm very happy to know that I can help make things better for people.
0: Well, what the first thing that occurs to me is if I'm in have my house destroyed, as your parents did, your house destroyed a fire. Was that in California, by the way? Was yes, yes,
1: from a wildfire.
0: Yes. Wildfire is that I would be in panic. I would be in total disarray. How can I not be in that situation? Or what can I do to be to do what I have to do?
1: Exactly. So that approaches, um, the, the approach that I've taken is actually by thinking of these things ahead of time. So my parents too, even living in California and knowing that wildfires happen, they didn't have a specific plan. that They both had agreed to that if this happens, this is what we're going to do. And it happens to people all the time. I mean, all, we don't know how we're going to react right in a panic situation and then to have our family members and our spouses and our partners react differently actually can affect it so having a plan and knowing what to do what is most vital um and most productive is important we saw this during the pandemic that you know it was a shutdown the first couple days people didn't even understand like what does that mean right how does that affect me right and then it went to like seeing people run down the sidewalk, you know, run down the street hoarding toilet paper because, oh my God, like this was something I never thought of and I may not have toilet paper. It's just an example of how our brains go into panic and we may react in a way that's really not going to help us like get through something, but it just gives our brains somewhere to go. So my plans give people practice knowing what to do in certain circumstances that gives them a better chance to actually react. I mean, who doesn't want to be the cool head in the room, right, when things go down?
0: Well, that would be lovely, except for our feelings and emotions that come in and and affect it. But there there must be specific things that apply to most situations. I mean, not everyone's got a fire, but you could have a theft or you could have a, a flood, I suppose, or other matters what kind of things do we what should we be preparing and and do many of us have these things already
1: yes well it's a really good question because no and i think that's one of the reasons why people avoid thinking of it is because they may be too overwhelmed to actually think about what could affect them. So when I um, meet with a client, I do a risk assessment on them, where they live, their family situation, where they work, so that we address the biggest things that are more likely to happen, the things that they're most concerned at would happen, and also the things that are the biggest, like the biggest financial hit against them. And everyone is different. I mean, even where they live, but also our, our family situation, um, you know, someone can find something scarier than somebody else. So I go through that. But at the end of the day, what I get everyone to focus on is who is most important to you, who is in your network, who do you, who is dependent on you, and who are you dependent on? And then also what are we physically going to do in a situation? And again, you're right, we, we still, of course everyone worries and they're in a panic, but when you already have wrote in your mind what it is that you're gonna do, you don't have to think about that. Um, Just think about when we were kids in school, you know, they would teach us like fire drill. And the whole reason that they practice that is that when a fire drill happened, they didn't want the kids to think, oh, my God, what happened? All that. They just wanted kids to react. They wanted them to line up. They wanted to follow a teacher and go outside. And those are the things that I help people with with emergency planning is how to get them react calmly and do the things they need to do.
0: What would you be typically saying to somebody like myself, I, I am retired, I have a, a wife, I have children, but they are no he, not here. One of them is relatively close in Brooklyn, I'm in Jersey City, the other's in California, which is like the other side of the world. But right. what kind of things would I want to have for me to know if something happened? When it could be any of these things, and what to do?
1: Right, exactly. No, it's a, it's a really good question. And because most of us don't live near our family members, this is, this is happening more and more often. So what I would be recommending was what are the emergency plan for you and your wife to physically do? Who are the people that should be contact your emergency network? And we all have different people who need to be notified. And what actually that notification is? Also, what's the information that you need to have accessible to you and to someone that you trust in case like something happens to you? So, for instance, the laws of every state, too, if something happens to you and your wife, well, what happens if, and again, I don't like talking about it, is if, you're, if your kids needed to be Helpful for you in a situation, then there's certain health information, you know, certain your wishes, things that we want people to do to help us recover are the things that we need to think about ahead of time. And I know often people don't want to think about it because they don't want to be a burden, but it is a gift to our families to have things communicated of what you want and where specific, important, vital information is. That whole like searching and, and not being of help to our families can be very emotional.
0: Would you be suggesting to people that, with our family members or close friends, however, whoever the, the contacts would be, that we, let's say, we're the we're the client, send this information? I know what you're talking about: wills and you know, medical, how how we want to be treated, to mm-hmm. send to have a have that in some form and send it. To either our children and or our friends so they have it on record
1: well the accessibility issue is key so without getting into the details of what because it depends on the circumstances sure. but yes having a healthcare proxy who is making medical decisions for you like even for you that would be your neighbors and your friends right if something were to happen to you you would want someone to say Oh, his, his son, you know, right. Tom Smith is his healthcare proxy. At least it gives authorities somewhere to go when it comes to medication, same thing. Medication is something that I do think that the families should share with each other because when there's a medical emergency, of course, what's one of the first thing that doctors ask is what medications are you on? Right. And I know from what my parents experienced too, is my dad couldn't even remember his own like medications again, because you're in panic. Also, because medications are like 45 letters long, right? And yes, who remembers the simple dosage? Names. Exactly, exactly. So having a list of medications and dosages, every single person, especially like I live on my own, I would have that on the refrigerator because the EMS can easily grab. These are like the medications. It would be amazing. Um, that would be a good example. Also, phone numbers. So what are the actual phone numbers and the names of people who like for your, your neighbors to know what your children's name and phone number are, because right. at least you want them to be able to like call instead of like, oh, I know he has a son living in California. You know what I mean? Right,
0: exactly, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: and then also when you, if you, yourself, you said you put stuff on the refrigerator, which is fine. Um, but on the, the, the situation which you had in your family where the house burned down,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you need a safe box, like a metal, I have a metal box, which I, have was told to get a long time ago to put important documents in.
1: Yes. A fireproof safe in everyone's home is very important. And you actually look, have to look at the fireproof rating. So for instance, again, depending on where you live. So in fire, um, wildfire country, right out West, which actually now it's not even California, right? It's so many countries uh, on so many States now yes. is there are some fireproof safes that, can't that can't even withstand that type of heat but in a regular like apartment or house burning fireproof is very important also it would be something that you might consider for documentations that you can a safe that you can grab easily to to take with you but having documents that you have accessible password and protected so that you can access information is also now with what we have in the cloud there are Safe ways to store the information that you need.
0: Right, and how do you help people who go do what I started to do a second ago, which was blank out? Because what you're saying is very scary, and, and yeah. all this yeah. material and keeping. How do you help us? Yeah, how? how what's your power of help here?
1: <laughs> well, I I think one of the things that that allows the ability besides that i do have a very high empathetic meter um is that i'm like a third party again it's an emotional um topic so talking to our families about it bringing it up to loved ones can really um hurt our success in talking about it so being someone who's like kind of like objective of who can do the research who provides people with the different options so that they have choices that's the other key about preparation is you have choices is allows you to have more control over your outcome when something happens because what one of the biggest distressing things about these crises is that people find out that surviving it isn't the hardest part it's like what you have to face afterwards it's you against big companies like you all alone against insurance companies hospitals law firms you know getting restitution and rebuilding your life can actually be very tough like it could be a battle
0: well that yes I'm somewhat aware of that because my wife actually worked for a, a doctor at one point and was the assistant who did insurance and, and mm-hmm. had to go against go up I won't say against always mm-hmm. but Talk Mm -hmm. to the insurance company, patient versus insurance or insurance versus patient. Mm -hmm. Now, in the situation you're talking about, I can see that, you know, your house burns down or you have major damage. How are you going to pay for that? How are you going to pay for preparing that? Mm -hmm. And now in preparation, some of that I imagine would be prepared to have insurance of Mm -hmm. some kind and help people Mm -hmm. with that. But Mm -hmm. then also, once it happens are the people who it happened to in any shape to actually deal with what you just talked about, that insurance companies or corporations Is that something that you offer as part of your service?
1: Yes, so when I I talk about Evergreen Ally doing emergency preparedness and disaster recovery is I spend time helping people prepare because if you're prepared, the recovery part is a lot easier. But I do help people through the recovery because again, it's emotional. We have a lot of things things going on and and this becomes a huge project, especially if you're a home disaster, right? Even if it's medical, you have work, you have children, you have your life's activities. So it is helpful to have an advocate that's doing all of the critical details. Um, that actually get the big picture results, which are the insurance. So from a preparedness side, I do audit people's insurance. Again, it goes back to what their goals are and what they're most concerned about. And we go through from that financial aspect and the safety aspect of what coverages do you have, whether it's your home, whether it's liability, even medical, so that financially people feel comfortable that if something were to happen, they are not going to wake up and realize, like, wow, my you know insurance is ten years off, and I don't have the coverage I need, um, and and I help that because I understand that this is not a fun, sexy thing for people to do. I understand that most people are not spending their weekends, you know, reading through their homeowner's insurance or (laughs) rechecking things, you know, and as silly as it sounds is I kind of love that stuff. I love the discovery, the research. I want to make sure that people get everything they're entitled to. And also over our lives, our needs change. And that's what people are not thinking about so for instance when someone buys a home you need homeowner's insurance right to get the mortgage you put it away you pay for it right annually every year and you feel really good that you're getting something done but after 10-15 years your needs change also as we approach retirement all of these you know whether it's our um, life insurance whether it's different liability insurance those needs and requirements change and also when it comes to wills who, who you need to take care of changes over your lifetime when your children are small, whether they're bigger. And so I think that's also an area that most people don't understand is that their needs change and then you are in control of making adjustments Um, so that you're satisfied with what coverage and and what the outcome is um the the really hard part is afterwards afterwards it's hard to get choices and you wind up being stuck with you know what you didn't think of and that's one of the um that's what inspired me to create this company is that like would have should have could have type of attitude i don't like to find out like that i could have done something or i could have found a faster line or I could have gotten something better. You know, I like to know what all my choices are. And my clients also want that empowerment to kind of choose what their own outcome is and not be stuck.
0: Well, that's wonderful having choices. And what's wonderful is what I'm hearing is that you present choices as opposed to the time. And I did this even without any disaster situation, but getting home insurance and going, I have no idea if this is right. I have no idea whether this is enough Or not only is the issue of do I know what's enough to, you know, that will replace this house or what can I afford? You know, what, where do I make that decision? Like I'm going to spend three times as much on house insurance now because those are tough decisions, but you need help, you need options, you need, because I didn't know, I I wasn't a a good researcher, I suppose, and you're saying that most of us aren't who's willing to go out there and say, well, I've got a quote from one agency and now let me get seven others or something and see what they say.
1: Right. Well, and it's a void that I saw in this emergency preparedness. Is there a traditional... Professions like a lawyer, right? A lawyer, you go to a lawyer for X, Y, and Z. You go to an insurance broker for this. You go to your financial planner for that. And so, what I saw was that void in the holistic look of the big picture. Because, of course, if you're going to go to an insurance company, what are they going to do? They want to sell you more insurance. I don't sell any of those products. I'm looking at your whole scope of things and presenting you with options. And I network with amazing people who. Um, I can provide as connections if someone doesn't, but it's when we've already discussed what the needs are, right? It always is much more empowering to go into a car dealership when you know exactly how much you're gonna spend and exactly what type of car and what's gonna make you happy. And I think the intimidation, when we talk talk about lawyers, right? And talk about will, all people think about is, oh my God, it's gonna be so much money, but they're not sitting down and looking at what they have at risk. And that's what I help them do is, okay, you may think that X price for a will is expensive, but in the state of New York, this is what's gonna happen. In probate, and this is what's going to happen to your state. So it becomes a cost effectiveness as people are actually seeing the dollars and cents. They're feeling much more in control of the choices. And I'm not, I'm not selling those products that we're talking about. I'm sharing with them what the outcome is and what their ability for recovery is. And so it's the it's their choice.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, not, not to get into specifics, but you obviously have to charge for this. I mean, this is something people need to value yes. and say, "I'm willing to pay for this information." And you have, you know, do you find people resisting? <laughs>
1: I, you know, always, I think everybody, right? Everybody wants a sale and everybody wants it for free. Um, But I do do a free consultation where I'll talk to people because I do acknowledge that this is a topic that most people don't know exists. So want to kind of understand a little bit more. I do a detailed needs assessment where I, the exchange of information, we talk about the needs, the risk, and I actually put through a proposal of what I think the areas are so that people can address it like an a la carte menu. Um, We can work as small or as big as they want. And a lot of it is, is, is for them to feel that the information they're getting, the best practices, this specificity on their own family life, and the time that I spend providing this plan and executing it is going to be worth their while. So it is a, it's a value proposition that most people don't find difficult. But yes, my services are not for free. Um, but that's it good is...
0: because you need to be paid for what you do. I mean, that's important.
1: Yeah. yeah. But you're
0: also <laughs> offering choices, which is important.
1: Yes. Yeah, no, it it's it's great and I think that what I've found for most clients is you know, it's like the scary once they bite off a little and the the comfort they feel and the confidence and the relief that they are That they're accomplishing something that they hadn't accomplished before actually makes them okay now let me like address this area or now can you please help me with my parents you know what's the information that we need to do to help each other and it's to give them confidence to know that if something happens i'm going to be okay and i'm going to be taken care of Um, so whether it's somebody living on their own right and like who who are the people that are going to kind of get involved if, if they need them? Um, what is the information that I can have accessible? So, you know, everyone thinks about, Oh, we have everything on our phone. Okay. Well, do you know what your emergency contact phone number is? If you actually had to tell someone what that number is, right. Those are phone numbers. Again, like we were kids in school who were taught what our phone number is, right. So that we right. could tell the policeman, those are, those are, some of the little things that we actually have to get back to. Um, because like you said, is it when something bad happens, a lot of people freeze. Um, right. And we want to kind of be able to help that out, especially if people have mobility issues or they have children or family members with special needs, you know we're heading into hurricane season up here in the northeast and to some people they don't think about it and other people who actually think about okay well how am I going to get my son you know yes. who, who who isn't going to react the way neighbors or some people have really big dogs like I, I had clients who had dogs that like no one's going to go into their home when they're not home to get them out if something happens you know so what's the plan for that um, there are things that. Um, we discuss and it isn't it is addressed in a way to make people feel comfortable and more confident that we thought of something instead of, you know, the worry that they're going to forget something.
0: Well, that's amazing amount of information. I mean, how did you accumulate all this information that you can share with people?
1: Um, well, um, I'm part of, I, I do a lot of training um, and learning from FEMA um, emergency management. I'm actually part of an organization that gets trained from the city of New York City, and that's to learn the basics of that every citizen um, should know and how we help our communities. Um, In addition to that, I do a lot of research um, as far as advocacy groups, what the laws are, and I network with people within those professions so that I can advise people, you know, on knowing, you know, this is what you definitely need to take to a lawyer or what are the laws about custody. I'm not a lawyer and I'm not, um, I don't, talk to that I, that I am sharing that information from legal, but it helps people understand like what the situation could be if they have a death in the family in New York and and they don't have a will, you know, this is, these are the likely things that could happen again, all of this is to provide people with information, so that they can decide, do they just want to wing it. And like, you know, hopefully. do the best they can, or do they want people to know, no, I know exactly what I want to happen. You know, we work really hard in our lives to create a life. And what happens is um, more often than I think people realize is that just gets blown away because we haven't addressed planning for certain contingencies. Um, and that's what I I want people to know that um, it can be done, it's not too overwhelming, and um, they just may need a partner to help them out with it.
0: Well, what you just said there was key, we need a partner, because again, I listen to you, and I say, this is wonderful, except I need help, and you're saying you're there to give it, because yes. it's beyond my, my poor little mind at this point, yeah. and, and it well, would be worse if it were happening, actually.
1: Right. I totally get it. I mean, our brains all work differently. Again, I wouldn't have thought that this would have interested me or that I could have found, um, you know, and created this like kind of strategy, but I am a fixer, you know, my personality, I like to figure stuff out and I like to make it better. And I wouldn't have known, you know, if this horrible event um, with my parents didn't happen, I wouldn't have known that this would be an area that I could go into. It's just that more and more of these types of events are happening. You know, more and more people are feeling alone. And I want to give them the confidence that you don't have to be a big, you know, huge company um, to succeed. And you work really hard for your life. And I want people to feel like they have a partner.
0: Well, that is a wonderful service, Beth. Now, if people who are listening to us now would like to learn some more from you, What's the best way for them to reach out to you? Okay,
1: well, my website has a lot of information on it. And if they go to it, they can actually get a free kind of like some hints to start like thinking about as far as um, pre retirement. So my website is Evergreen Ally, and that's E V E R G R E E N A L L Y. And if they sign Evergreen up every ally
0: at something or dot com um,
1: or evergreenally.com. Exactly. Okay. Yes, thanks. And um, if you go on there on the contact, if you put your e- your email address, not only will you get newsletters from me, but you'll get a tip sheet. Um, and you can also people can email me directly, and that would be Beth at EvergreenAlly.com.
0: Okay. Beth at Okay, yes. excellent. excellent. Well, Beth, thank you so very much for being here. I think what you do is a wonderful service, and we are informing people. I'm happy to be part of that, who don't know anything about this, and we can spread the word. More people will, will handle what's unfortunately probably coming in the next decades with the, you know, climate control issues and stuff. So exactly. thank you for doing it, and thank you for telling us about it.
1: Thank you so much, Tom. I really enjoyed it, and I hope that people do reach out, I'm happy